0: Welcome to the Grid Geeks Podcast, brought to you by Sim Racing Nation, where we talk sim racing and motorsports. All of that, all in one. Brought to you by us three here. Uh, my name is Dakota. I'm going to be one of your hosts here, and followed by my good friend Eric and my good friend Kalen, guys.
1: Hey, I am Eric, part of Grid Geeks from Sim Racing Nation here. Kalen, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I'm part of uh, Sim Racing Nation as well, one of the founders here. Uh, we all have a background in Sim Racing, so it should be good.
0: So, this is the first attempt at, uh, well, anything Grid Geeks related. So, uh, this is going to be the first rendition of many, many to come. And I hope uh, all of the people that have tuned in or are tuning in uh, enjoy what we have to talk about. Uh, we've got a, a pretty lengthy podcast today and uh, a lot of good topics to cover. Um, yeah. I guess uh, the first thing we should do though um, we've already introduced each one of ourselves um, I I guess the if, if it's up to you guys we want to kind of go over what our backgrounds are like what what brought us into this and, and just let the let the audience kind of know what uh, what our thing and what our stance are when it comes to sim racing and uh, the racing world it's up to you guys
1: if you want to kick it off for us do we do we want to start Making the audience fall asleep. I'm just, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right, make it, I'll, I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. Uh, oh,
0: I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I started it. off because of Formula One. Like for F1 was the reason I started sim racing um, a couple of years ago during COVID. I'm sure many people picked it up. Uh, Drive to Survive really uh, it, it really accelerated a lot of the love and desire for for racing. And then everyone just kind of followed suit. A lot of my buddies were like, "Oh, let's get into sim racing," and here we are. Um, a lot of them kind of fell off, but I was the the one that just kind of maintained the steadiness with racing weekend week out and ended up meeting these good fellas here and uh look what look what transpired we got grid geeks and we got uh our sim racing nation team that uh, is amazing and fun to deal with
1: yeah how about you Kaylin? let's share a little bit how you got started in sim racing yeah our, the fastest
0: yeah. Well, one on the team we want to hear it baby
2: well i like putting it <laughs> in the wall first of all that's probably my favorite favorite thing to do um yeah but yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's dropped a couple hundred, so let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs>
1: That's uh, for now. Yeah, let's I've been be racing
2: honest. for over 10 years, done real life, done karting, so the whole just. Uh, I got into F1 in about 2010, but I've been watching it since I was a kid. Um, originally, I thought the cars were just all following the same lines, and I thought, what was the point of F1 if you're all just going to take the same lines to every corner? But uh, it's turned into something a little bit more fun, and now we all do endurance races, so uh, off to your
1: yeah, I started some racing a couple a couple of years ago now. just kind of kind of was looking for something different to do, something more challenging and you know racing, there's so much to it and so much to learn that over time you just becomes an obsession that helps you both in uh, like real real life and and uh, yeah, uh, become more more competitive and you meet pretty good people in the community, a lot of positivity. Um, except I just want to say in general, at racing, uh, lobbies in the NASCAR, they, they, they could be toned down a little bit, but you know, (laughs) maybe a little less toxic. Yeah. I was big into (laughs) NASCAR at first. So I did like a full season of the Xfinity series. Um, I got about 26 in Canada, which was pretty, pretty cool. I'm not the best by any means. I'm not, not the greatest. It's just good, good accomplishment. Just showed up, did my races, tried to finish them. I think that's...
0: yeah, that's that's a key yeah. thing with with sim racing that uh, oh, any newcomers definitely. definitely need to understand is like consistency is key. I know you want to be the fastest on the on the track, but at the end of the day. Speed isn't necessarily the thing that's going to get you to the end. You just got to finish. And hell, we learned that with Bathurst, right? So there's a lot of a lot of different things where I uh, I I feel we're going to cover it over the time period of of Grid Geeks. So oh, yeah, yeah, we're we're here for the the camaraderie. And I think the one thing that you covered too is the the community. When I first got in here, I never thought the community was going to be the way that it is, and it's been so so welcoming and and so caring to to just grow. And uh, yeah, man, this is where we're at. The
1: community, yeah. man. Uh, well, honestly, when when you came to buy that set of pedals from me on uh, marketplace and started talking about the uh, group we had going here in in Edmonton, I was just like, "Yeah, cool. I'm in. I'll I'll try it out. I'm not big on ACC, but I I you know I'll do it." And, and look where we are now. I guess there. that's that's one yeah. thing
0: I do want to cover here. Everybody listening, uh, that's yeah. actually how me and Eric and I, I guess again eventually Kaylin kind of came to fruition of, of meeting each other was I was <laughs> looking th- for an upgrade, <laughs> of sim racing pedals, and that was how I ended up meeting yeah. Eric. So I mean, oh it's, my god, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: time flies, man. It's insane. <laughs> I gotta say, it's funny how I met Kalen because I just got myself the Fanatec uh, Club Sport DD. Really love it. Amazing. We can talk about that sometime else too, but I upgraded <laughs> from the CSLDD, but I, I found Kalen's review on it on YouTube oh my <laughs> and he God. got about 12k hits on it. And <sighs> it was funny because I was like, Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Canada. Oh, we're boats and started. The odds that he's talking in the three YouTube hours comments. south of us, bro. That's, that's I know. Insane. And, yeah. and then I tried to hit him up with a discord link and it took me like a day and a half of like checking because, it kept on deleting the link. So I was oh like, oh, how the hell do I do this? I don't even remember how I got it to you properly. But
2: I, uh, <laughs> I think I ended up sending you my Discord. I was like, here, just have me, Max. I didn't see you for like three I'm days. I'm sick of this. This is uh, pissing yeah. me <laughs> off. Just,
1: just like, send oh my me your Discord name right your discord name <laughs> and that's how yeah. we found you in the end and <laughs> oh I think God.
0: I think the one thing that uh I, I, yeah, I guess one thing I do obviously want to point out to any viewer out there we are clearly three people in three separate areas doing our best to bring everything together for you so the goal obviously is eventually to have us all in one place at one time to be able to record these but gotta start small gotta go somewhere so it's yeah this is just their starting stones so um yeah man that's that's, that's amazing, though, that we all found a way to to connect via somehow social media, in a sense. So,
2: yeah, I think it just goes to show, like, if you put yourself out there and, and you're just, like, connected with the community and care a little bit, like, you're going to meet cool people in the space and, and meet some people that, you know, could bring something out in you that, that you didn't know was there.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it helps when you have someone like Eric who is very nose to the grindstone and, and determined to, to, to get things going. and yeah man it was it was perfect timing for all of this to this lead into or slot into each other so ah dude it's Definitely. exciting yeah. exciting now boys if you want um i guess intros everything's done um we can now jump into the topics for the day if you want do you want me to cover them i can get it going oh.
1: before we start i i did want to say like there are more of us that will be coming on and off the podcast it wasn't just our idea yes. but it did get spurred by quickly. somebody from the community reaching out through Sim Racing Nation, and we didn't have any podcasts, and we just said, "Okay, sure, I'll do it. You want an interview? <laughs> let's go." And we just hit the ground running that way. So there, uh, there will be more of us making appearances, and oh, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, okay. save their intros for for when they do join eventually. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And we obviously like
0: with us being the whole F F1... one. Category of things, those other other podcasts with those with those other guys, we're also planning on tailoring a lot of different motorsports, not just covering F1 as a as a whole. Um, but the main goal right now is F1 because that is something that is starting right away here, and uh, we are very very excited for that. Now. I guess with that being said, our topics for the day, uh, or I guess for the podcast, is um, obviously with testing just coming to a, uh, to a close. Here we're gonna we're gonna be briefly covering that. Um, everybody wants to know about the crazy designs of the cars and and everything like that, and how it was somehow. Red Bull has decided that the Mercedes zero podcast or zero pod design is going to be the future of the cars. So we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit and see how uh, see how everybody's um, thoughts are on on where they're going with that. Well, why don't why don't you just talk about it? Well, we will, but we got to cover the topics first, big dog. We okay, okay. First, we'll, can't jump the gun we'll quite go yet. With the topics. <laughs> we also have to cover those liveries. Because that carbon fiber is getting out of hand, and something needs to change. Because uh, to me, I think the overabundance of carbon fiber is just ridiculous. That's, But that's, again, we will cover that BS. Um, that is a down-the-line type situation. But we'll then we'll hopefully follow it up with some sort of talk about the, the upcoming Drive to Survive podcast, or the upcoming season of Drive to Survive. Um, probably not a whole recap on the season, just a quick little speak a about it, because... I don't know if any of us have seen it all, considering it just came out today. So I like that word. Speakaboo. yeah, man, we're not gonna jump the gun on any of that talk. That's for sure. Um, but we'll we'll cover what we can. Um, and then yeah, if if you guys want, we're gonna try and cover some of that uh, that Christian Horner being a little too horny story because that's just uh, that's funny to talk about. And uh, yeah, that's that that's that should bring us to about about an hour maybe whatever we're looking to cover, hopefully we'll cover it. We'll naturally
1: now, end. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah, let's get right in. All right, so first topic I've got here boys is is that that testing. So, we have seen some stuff, we have covered and or we haven't covered anything, but we've been able to watch some videos. We've got at least a little bit of an understanding as to what the cars are going to be looking like, who sucks, who's good, who's at the top, who's sandbagging it, like let's let's get right into it, boys
2: yeah Definitely it's weird to not see Mercedes be sandbagging and testing again. Um, I remember all those years, almost every single year when they were dominating It was all sandbag for Mercedes and now they they have to show their hand a little bit more and it's Red Bull on top that that gets the sandbag so it's you it's know how much see. that
0: hurts. Being a Mercedes yeah. fan. Like I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing my Lewis Hamilton sweater right now. And uh it just it hurts my soul knowing that Mercedes is doing everything in their power to get to number one and they just they just can't. Like they're just simply not fast enough. Their design isn't there, their their car, like it's it's there, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I said about the like I had sent the uh most recent meme to you guys, like that that most recent uh post that I had seen. I guess Mercedes does have some hidden speed somewhere, it has some hidden pace, so it's it's going to be interesting to see where they recover it. Is its is it going to be kind of more in the aero design? Like, are are they going to be really... High? Is it going to be strategy-based? Like, I, that's what I want to know. Like, where is their extra pace? Because I really
1: didn't see a whole lot of it through testing, you know? So it... I don't Do you, do you remember in, like, 2022 when they came out with the zero side pod design, but their very first testing day, they didn't have zero side pods? Yes. Um, it just... You never know what they're going to bring next week, so they they could uh, could have done a lot of testing, see how the new car goes because they can they came with a completely different concept, right that uh, they they really could come back next week with some of the the learnings from their outcomes of testing and we could see another addition to the car or maybe they had a few additions lined up to see if uh, the car had behaved, how it did. During testing. I mean, at this point, you
0: have to think the teams have something in their back pocket, no? Like, he, 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 other than obviously Alpine, from what we've been seeing, what we've been hearing, what we've been reading, like, Al, Al, there's a, there's a few teams. Them and Haas, obviously, they don't have really much in their back pocket. They don't have the finances to really do much with that. But they also just, yeah, most teams. You have to think as as a, a multi million dollar, hundred million dollar team. You gotta have some something hidden in the back, right? So look at M- McLaren last year. I know it took them half the season to get to where they needed to, but through testing and whatnot, or through I guess challenging the, the car through the season last year, they were able to huh, become basically this second scariest team on the track. So mm-hmm. oh, that's insane.
2: I think it's uh it's tough because they wanted to. They obviously went really aggressive back in twenty two with their their zero side pause, but it's now like it's tough to see mercedes have almost a conservative mindset of like let's just get to top three let's just get to top two or whatever and not be pushing the boundaries like their whole um the steering wheel system when they move the toe with the the steering and just like innovation like that we don't we don't get to see that anymore right because they're like we just need to get back to where we were don't even get me started
0: oh that is a topic i don't even want to get on because that was one of those designs where it was it could have been revolutionary changing mm-hmm. the toe mid-turn, like, um, and then it got kiboshed so quickly because Red Bull didn't want Mercedes to have the competitive edge. And then the best part, too, is not even, what, three years later, it the coin has flipped entirely. Like, Toto will do everything in his power to stop Red Bull from having a competitive edge, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, it was like this whole cost cap thing. Like, uh, is that another issue that we have to delve into? Like, maybe. I, Oh,
0: man. I I honestly don't think it really even affected Red Bull, considering how much testing, how much they've already put into the cars, and by the looks of it, too, with how how much they advance the season prior going into the next season. Like, I, I don't think Red Bull is ever going to be concerned with that. I think – oh, excuse me. I think the only thing that's going to set Red Bull back in the moving years is 2026 and the new car design when it's scrapped entirely. That's the only thing where I are I, the only like, dis- determining factor that could take them off of the throne. but I mean, like the, even s- speaking about the throne, like all the teams making their way towards that rebel design, like that's oh, it's scary, because even when Mercedes was dominating the way that they were, well, who did we see do that uh, at the time it was racing point, right? They were the the one team, one team took their design. You have at least five teams that have tried to take RB's design because of how dominating this is. And I'm like, it, it, even going into 2026, are they still going to have this? I don't know. It seems like it, but...
1: I I, I think a good thing that kind of came up from uh, other sources I'd, I'd seen was, okay, so Mercedes did have the zero side pod design, Red Bull, are they going that way? However, you assess... Uh, Mercedes and they they had the driver sitting a little further forward yeah. because they couldn't get proper cooling uh, to the engine or to the components that needed cooling. I'm not you know a chief I'm not an engineer or anything, but mm-hmm. just from my what I heard. So Red Bull uh, with Adrian Newey they were able to have the driver staying back further, so it had the rear instability still, and get that cooling to the car, which is extremely important. So You know, they could cut the side pods down a little more because they're able to supply that cooling properly. I think that's a lot of the issues they had, too, especially with Mercedes, because you just can't feel the back of the car. When you can't have that confidence in the back of the car, you can't push it to its full limits, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think it was interesting to see that they were, like, covering. Obviously, they have those uh, air intakes by the driver's head now but they were covering some of them up during testing to see what the limit they could push this engine. Obviously, it's going to change from, from race to race. Like when you're in Singapore, for example, you got to oh, get a lot more cooling in the, in the vehicle. Yeah, exactly. or Mexico, for example.
1: But at
0: that point, too, you're you're adjusting aero and everything, right? Because the density of the air, like it's so much, like everything changed. They probably have a completely different car for, for tracks like Malaysia and Singapore. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like
2: Even those F-ducks on the front where it's supposed to cool their driver, I know they were talking about it in... Uh, in one of the technical podcasts that F1 has, if that actually helps cool the engine as well. I don't know how they facilitate the air through the car there, but it was interesting because obviously they have the F-ducks on the front of the, or what are used to be F-ducks on the front of the cars to help cool the driver per se, and also on the, the nose there. They have the, the hole in the nose to cool the driver, but I don't know if they push that air around to the engine as well, um, so it could be interesting.
0: I bet you secretively like we we'll never know uh, cuz we obviously can't cut an rb20 and a half and see but mm-hmm. i mean i bet you and even looking at the side pod cooling i bet you there are a lot of hidden ducts through the design of that car that is going to lead to an incredible amount of, of cooling like even like you were kind of alluding to there the 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 head those side pods or the side air ducts right beside the driver's head that was a that's a very unique design compared to what they had last year, right?
2: I can't recall when we've ever seen air ducts by the driver's head before. I, I, I don't know. think I've ever recalled that.
0: No, I think this is the first time, and and it's crazy because Newey is or Adrian Nui. I'm not going to just use the last name. I'll let the viewers know who I'm talking about. Adrian Newey does this this weird expertise type thing where he shows us things that we would have never conceived could happen with with a car, and then it becomes the best car ever designed. Mm-hmm. So. I think there's something to do with the cooling and those side pods that are going to make this thing last longer. Um, I think the one thing, too, is the one year where we thought, oh, well, maybe Red Bull isn't going to have a dominant year was what, tw- I think 2022, when you know Leclerc and the, the Ferrari team really had that chance. We had a lot of engine unreli- or unreliable engines from Red Bull to start that first half of the season. I have a weird feeling that a lot of that was cooling issues. I think it was. I can't recall if anyone wants to clip this and, and call me out, feel free. But I think the cooling was one of the biggest issues with the engine during the time and, and over the offseason or during the prep for the RB19. He must have done a lot of research on proper cooling, and he's just brought that to a whole new fucking world when it comes to the new Red Bull car. So I'm, oh man, I, I can't wait for next, next week's race, but I'm also kind of sad to watch Red Bull probably dominate for quite some time again. So, ah man, sad Mercedes fan here.
1: I have his book, How to Build a Car. I haven't haven't quite started it yet, but have you sent the copy to every team principal in the Formula One world right now? Or, right. <laughs> I'm sure they've all listened to it. Everybody's I had to... I had to yeah. Look. Well, why do you think we brought so many Red Bulls to testing? You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, <laughs>
0: dude. Oh my God, it's scary. It, it's scary to think, for being a Mercedes fan, like I'm. I'm petrified to watch another season of pure dominance for Max. But the one thing I will say, this is a little bit off topic from, uh, from uh, the testing that we're talking about, but I used to hate Max. I hated him with a passion after what happened in 2021 after Dubai.
1: Don't say that about hated him that supports so sim much. racing
0: so much. But over the last two years, I have come to love the guy. I love him so much. And I've come to the realization that I actually hate Red Bull. And I hate Red Bull as the whole, not Max. Max is a great person. His relationship with Danny Rick and and some of the other guys on track are just... It's it's so wholesome and amazing to watch. So I've come to a conclusion. I love Max, Max Verstappen. Great driver. Incredible with what he can do. But I hate Red Bull so much. Oh,
1: man. I think part of it, though, with Red Bull is just their... They have such a ferocious attitude, oh, obviously, and it's win-win-win with everything they it, it do. It can be good. That sometimes that's how you got to do business, right? They're on top. They're dominating. They've they've always had a competitive car. Like aside from. A few seasons here and there. Yeah, the since, first few seasons they since were since Sebastian Vettel is starting to to kill it, right? So yeah, you always sense a level of arrogance with
2: this team. Uh, like Toto doesn't come off as an arrogant person, but Horner definitely does. <laughs> oh, that and it, that's I
1: think is the it other Aaron thing too. It's or is it confident? Oh, man, right. Right. Horner, man, think, that's yeah, the other thing. Hand I, hand, yeah. That's
0: another reason why I I'm a big Toto Wolf guy, and I am not a big Christian Horner guy. So. All these allegations swirling around with what's going on kind of put a little smile on my face. No offense, Christian, if you ever hear this. Complete respect for what you've done with that Rebel team. But, God, do I hate that you're putting an ass whooping down on my team. That's, but I am happy to see what's happening to him. know, As much as it's like, oh, shit, what's happening? Why is there so much drama? I'm sitting over here just sipping my tea like yes, please.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it if it was true what he did, then uh, I think he should be prosecuted fully, and uh, it, it, yeah, it should be taken out of out of racing. Just
1: agreed. Like you do need to treat these with the utmost serious uh, seriousness, right? Hundred percent, so, right? And, I and... I completely see, completely see the way things go. Like. It's just it's just one of those things that uh gotta let time yeah. and uh the law well, play I mean, play its course, right? Time seems See to
0: have been playing out for
1: this situation.
0: And it doesn't seem like time has really helped in his favor by any means, but hey, time will definitely fix all of this and we'll be able to figure out exactly where the chips kinda of fall and what we're gonna have happen with Red Bull and Horner and you know, from the from the fly on the wall, it's a good little drum before the season starts. It's just I feel bad for Red Bull having to deal with this right before the season kickoff. Like, I from a business standpoint, that's kind of tough. Even though Red Bull's like they're not going to see a dip in sales. Let's let's be completely honest with you. Like, how many people do have Jaeger bombs on the weekend? Like, it's not stopping by any means. But sucks as a company or as a team to have to deal with this right before a season kicks off and after your most successful, if not the most successful season they'll ever have. You know what I mean? So,
2: we'll see what yeah, happens. Especially dealing with sponsors, man. Like, I imagine that's, like, the hugest <sighs> heading what... in the world. Is... S- yeah. Speaking
0: of sponsors, did you see what Ford said? Yeah. Ford's little retaliative comments, if you will, and they're just kind of, like, uh, poking at the bear and trying to see what's going to wind up happening, and you're like,
1: oh, man. Something it's
2: interesting gonna... because there's no concrete evidence, and now they're coming out saying, like, we need – an official statement or whatever and this needs to be kind of put behind us um i I know we have like some official news but it's it's like you can't really say anything especially if you're a partner with a team that's like a high performing a lot of people know about this brand i think it's it's interesting that uh they're really pushing for for a conclusion on this obviously it hurts their image a little bit but at the same time you're now part of this team it's almost internal between you guys it's a little bit childish coming out before actually concrete evidence has come out um mostly
1: we'll it's true all in all like something slips everywhere like it, it always happens and it always has an f1 like it's it's a daytime soap opera for men essentially you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, and coming around to that it, i started thinking about it a little bit while you guys were talking and and reflecting back on the personality of christian horner in general and i'm like oh man he almost reminds me of like a James Bond style personality. That's actually a good way to put it. He's a little bit mysterious even, you know? Like and the way he talks, everything, it's like an almost like classic kind of James Bond. I wouldn't say like, as James you know, Barney as Will
0: Buxton though, let's be honest. Oh right? god. god.
1: Oh my god. Smooth. Just the way they present themselves. So,
0: they've come to a what does he say? They've they've come to a gunfight not with a knife, but with a spoon.
2: Oh, yeah, man. some of his little quirks yeah. are just Dude, a little bit beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be it's honest. he is where he is. Though.
0: Exactly. And then the other side of things, too. If you don't have Will Buxton voiced Drive to Survive, do you think it brings as much attraction to it as it does? Like, I know with Gunther being gone now and him being the face of Drive to Survive for so long, Will's going to have to kind of carry it with Danny. You know, those are the two guys that are just...
2: Yeah, they do need someone Our that DST, brings, like, drama, and energy, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm not. am not a Buxton fan by any means. I think he um, he doesn't know how to let other people talk around him. He needs to always be the <laughs> face of everything. That's um, like
0: Crofty, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like they know a lot, but like you guys have never sat in a car before. You're not like someone that's well established. I'd rather hear from Brundle any day of the week cause or he Coltart always for that matter. Her. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. people that have actual experience.
0: And they've been bringing yeah. around Jensen Button a lot lately too. So it's like I love
2: his insight. Oh, Jensen dude. Button probably has the best insight in the world 100%. he was like, I remember during the rain, like obviously Canadian Grand Prix. Uh, what year was that? Like 08 or whatever. And he's just completely always on it, and and I love that mentality from him. Like he always knows what's going to happen, and he always looks at it from the driver's perspective, and from a team's perspective as well. And he doesn't look at it from some outside external. Uh, viewpoint like a lot of these guys do. Um so it's it's always very interesting hearing. But it's refreshing marks. is what it yeah. is. You know what yeah, I mean? Like and point. I think that's yeah. what
0: they need they need more of in F one. Uh the commentators like and I'm not calling out any of the commentators. Like I love where they're at right now. Sky Sports is great. Don't get me wrong. Uh but it would be nice to see more drivers or retired drivees become Analysts, so we can get more of that you know Definitely. what i mean from a effort yeah. from an f1 fan perspective having that little bit of insight on what the driver's feeling like wh- what you're feeling through each corner like having that idea holy crap like he's pushing that many g's like it, it feels like your your eye is popping out of your ear at certain points you know what i mean so it's just having those little things and better understanding it's it's cool
2: see and that's why I like um that's why, I like, corner when. When they do like the um the the radios with them, and they radio in the Sky Sports does with with the team principal, and Horner always gives his insight. I don't know if he's like obligated to do that with the contract, but you don't hear that from Toto. You don't hear that from most team principals. Yeah, Fred Visser. And, and, yeah, you're yeah, wrong. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's always there. He's always commenting. He's always saying, "This is what we're doing. Here's why." And, and it's always interesting to have that insight, right? So I think uh, on another other flip of the coin,
0: I think that's the that's part of the reason I don't like Horner is because he's so smart and sophisticated with how his words are. You know what I mean? Like he plays yeah. the he plays his hand so well, but it oh it just pisses me off being a Mercedes fan because you can see even through Drive to Survive the way that he kind of picks at Toto to to make drama. And it works. It oh, yeah. freaking works. And I think, oh man, he's brilliant and he's great at what he does. And I feel really bad that he's going through the situation that he's going through right now. I do hope that the allegations are false, but I mean, if they are, fucking see a Christian.
1: Well, another thing circling back to like personalities and everything um, that I was gonna bring up, I didn't want to interrupt you guys because you're just <laughs> spewing. You guys were on. You guys <laughs> having a pretty good conversation there, soaking it in. But uh, when you listen to a race, do you listen to the default feed or the international feed because you get more personalities. If you watch both, you almost get two different races oh. mm-hmm. uh, okay. because you have two different sets of broadcasters talking.
0: I guess that's a that's another little segment that we can kind of go into here. Like, where do you watch your Formula 1? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I got the Formula One app. Like, we get yeah. – me and my buddies, we get those that, that F1 f- subscription. One guy, two guys through the f- group of five of us, and we kind of share that a- across the boys.
2: Whoa, whoa. No one does that. No one does oh, that. Oh,
0: man. No. I nobody mean, no does one that does that. That's illegal. <laughs> we don't do shit like that.
1: You can, you can only have so many registered devices. Yeah, yeah. We
0: have one guy per TV – Every person owns their own account. Anyway, we own our F1 subscriptions, right? So we do the app, uh, bring it up on multiple f- monitors, that kind of crap, but I really only get Sky Sports. I don't feed into any of that. Like, don't get me wrong, I down or I, I download. I record on TSN because I've got, you know, I've got the, the local Shaw cable box. But the, yeah. the, the 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 broadcasters on TSN just aren't they aren't as fun to listen to. You know, I've
1: like, never listened to it actually on TSN.
0: F1 subscription just has so much more. They'll sometimes cover like it's mostly the TSN broadcasters, or they'll bring in some sort of European broadcasters, which aren't terrible by any means. But man, I like like Kalen said, he he brought it up there earlier. It's that little insight from Jensen Button that you want to hear from Julian Palmer, where or Julian Palmer, where it's like you want to mm-hmm. hear that, right? So. Uh, yeah, I'm that's where I'm at. I'm I'm F1 subscription all day every day. Anybody else? Where are you guys at? Same thing. I'm I'm assuming.
2: I don't know anyone that doesn't listen to international like Sky Sports. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have I... F1 subscription for sure.
1: yeah but, but I mean, but you like have, you can flip between the, the two, two right? on the app. Yeah. Like like you can just press one or the other. On occasion I'll go to the other just to see what's up, but yeah, I I do prefer the the regular feed.
2: They have F1 Kids as well now. Have you seen Dude that?
1: Dude,
0: have you watched it? Very cool. I I, I was actually on it for a practice session or something or qualifying, and I was like,
2: what the hell is going on here?
0: All right. (laughs) Now, to all the viewers, listeners out there, I am a almost 28-year-old man, and I will vouch for the children of the future. You are in good hands with F1 subscription. Their F1 Kids is phenomenal. It is so fun to watch. Like, my buddy, my buddy Steve went probably 30, 45 minutes of watching the F1 kids without realizing. He's like, I just thought it was more exciting and, and just more animated. I was like, no, dude. Not really. You're watching the kids. Oh, yeah. But, dude, if you ever want to enjoy yourself, you know, go go get some, some legalized tobacco, you know, have some, have some tobacco and an alcoholic beverage on the couch or a coffee, whatever you're feeling, whatever gets you going, and just relax. Watch that kids, and just embrace it because it is actually a lot of fun to watch. It's cool as hell. Hmm.
1: The animations yeah, are a lot of fun. I have to listen to the feed. If... Like I actually haven't so... checked it out yet, just because I don't have much time to listen to a lot. So next Saturday, when
0: they are when Bahrain's going on, because it's the Saturday 8 a.m. Bentley's going to be up. Kids are going to be up. Throw it on. Have the kids on, and the kids are going to love it, man. I can almost guarantee you it. Last year for last season my buddy's got a newborn inside a year old and he would put it on for his son and his son would just an hour and a half just glued to the TV Sensory That's man awesome. I have to give that a go. Sensory cool. man it's something about the sensory they love the colors
2: Yeah oh, okay so it's like a whole different theme essentially It is it's obviously oh, okay. still the race
0: but you have, like, it's almost like a Nickelodeon, in a sense, if that makes sense. Right, like, you've got right. more animated, like, the when they show the drivers' faces, they're animated characters. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool, man. Oh, it's, it's just okay. colors and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So, ah, it's just different. It's neat. And it's something I enjoy. Oh, that's cool. Actually, wow. s- didn't even know. So, Haven't even heard that perspective uh, from anybody. Dude, from an adult, nonetheless. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a unique perspective. And I think it needs to happen more. Like, how the NFL's doing it. Like, how they're doing the Nickelodeon specials, right? Like, it's... You want to bring the kids in young, and if you want to build your fan
1: base, you got to do it at all levels, right? And I think that's a great way to do it. So Somebody misses their Saturday morning cartoons, Oh, right? buddy, don't even get me
0: started. <laughs> Scooby-Doo, Bugs Bunny, man. Oh, my kids are going to be watching VHS, I can tell you that much.
2: I like this idea of having, like, everyone can, can watch and enjoy something together, including your kids, right? Not having them just, like, scroll on TikTok or whatever, but actually, like bring some people over and watch the race together and they can enjoy it too. I think that's actually, that sounds really interesting. now. I like that we brought that up.
1: Yeah, totally. It's
2: super cool, man.
0: It really is. Cause like, like you said, like, you get to enjoy it with more people. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like as an adult and you have kids, like I don't have kids yet. I know Eric will probably be able to kind of vouch for this, being able to watch something that you thoroughly enjoy, but being able to have it in more of a retrospect for your kid to enjoy as well. It means the world. It, or, I, I can't obviously vouch for any parents out there because I'm not a parent, but I would like to think it means a lot more because you guys can enjoy it together and then they're kind of excited and then you slowly in, in, envelop them into this desire and this weird little watching cars go around and circle desire for the rest of their life and you can just do it until you die, man. And it's like, cool. I'll start it from F1 kids. Mm-hmm. It's true.
2: Yeah, no, I totally
1: agree. Well, k. can't. Kalen has his younger sister, right? So he could give it a go sometime, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's now, cool.
2: Do you want to segue into the deliveries I, here? And, so before
0: yeah. we segue into that, I actually, because we're still kind of on the technology topic here, yeah. I kind of want to cover what our thoughts are on the new Apple Vision Pro and the the adaptation with F1 and where we think it's going to come with Virtual World. Like, do we think we're... Like, I, I'm... Hoping to my core that I can have that type of thing on my on my Quest Three, hard to say. But I don't want us if, to. If be...
1: anybody's wondering though, if if anybody is wondering, like I'm sure everybody's seen it, but there's a really cool app proposal that basically 3D renders a track, and then on top of that, you got the track, and then you have uh, sector times every. Yeah, you have. You have all the times, the interactivity in the TV in front of you, everything like that. So Appreciate that. It, I, it, forgot, it to, seems really I cool. forgot to
0: kind of mention exactly what I was talking about. If you should on YouTube, it should yes, be Yes, I recommend it to anybody that's listening that hasn't seen that video yet. I'm, I'm sure most F1 fans have, but if you haven't, it is insane. It's just for a pricey tag of, what is it, $4,000 for the Apple Vision Pro, that is a big no thank you. Um, so please, World of F1, if you are listening... Make the app for the Quest Three, the HP Reverb, any, just every VR headset you possibly can imagine, so we can enjoy it with the rest of the Apple people. Thank you, thank you. Now, I think it is time to <laughs> to branch into the livery talk and and kind of <laughs> go over what our thoughts are on that. Um. So yeah, Kaylin, take us away, brother. <laughs>
2: yeah, actually, start with your favorite. I like all the colors. I mean, RV is always the same. I like the in- in- ingenuity of the Red Bull with or the sorry the Williams with their Duracell uh kind of livery where they have like the I battery agree. almost within the livery. I, I think, think that was really uh, ingenious. Even though a lot of people thought it was it's, cheesy. It's so like super cheesy, but it's super, cool. cheesy, like, but like, it's no super one, dope, man. No one's like, done that, yeah. Like no one's integrated that. It's, so it's I like how cool.
0: it's like how Mercedes uses the red top for their Ineos. You know what I mean? Or Ineos, yeah. however that however you print it. Like it's the only thing on the entire car that's red. Mm-hmm. but it's like just like the darcel battery it's just a nice touch
2: that's cool i, I actually i do like the carbon fiber on the cars i know that's kind of controversial but uh, oh, i i feel so like much. that's that's what a race car is right and i like that you get to kind of like get to see a little bit of like Ooh. what an actual car is you know
0: controversial controversial to the rest of most of the f1s f1 fans I does like red bull think. have
2: any I don't think Brable no, has any. No, no.
0: but here is the other thing too. That this, this is the other idea for. I believe they have some. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, but but that's the same with, uh, say, Ferrari, Mercedes. You know what I mean? Like it's mostly like on the floor or whatever. Yeah, your floorboard's got the right. carbon fiber. Um, you've got your um, what the hell are they? They're they're like the T wings or the uh, the the side rods or the uh, the tire rods that connect obviously to your tire and your suspension. Um, and then it yeah. looks like some of the front wings, right? Like the front wings, obviously, and then and then the inside. Are you allowed of your... to paint that stuff? I
2: don't know. So I don't I think any like team has any of that. Yeah, painted, I feel right? like there,
0: there might be a, there could be a, a some sort of law or rule. It's like I know they have decals on that. it,
2: but I, I I never thought they painted wings or floorboards. I've never seen that. But hey, you only see know. sponsors on those. That's
0: actually a really good point. That's a yeah. really really good point. Any of the viewers, if you have any information about this, throw it into a DM or some sort of comment to us so we can at least know. Because I'm I'm curious. I very much so am, um. But yeah, no, that'd be that'd be interesting to know because there's there's gotta be like you, there's gotta be some sort of limit to how much carbon fiber you can have, right? Or or how maximum? I, I don't know. It's interesting to say the least. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you know, here in this podcast, we like to talk shop, but we don't necessarily know all the tools in the bag, right?
2: So
0: <laughs> we're not mechanics. You don't have an engineering
2: degree? I thought I thought
1: you did. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm a business guy. What? Yeah. <laughs> I can... Let me speed read Adrian's uh, book here. I'll get back <laughs> yeah. to you. In a few hours.
0: you have five minutes, bro. What do you mean? We gotta cover this right now, right here, right now.
1: Oh, right now. <laughs> downloading.
0: <laughs> oh man. But now, I guess leading to the the carbon fiber, the carbon fiber talk. I I guess the the question I have is: Do you think because the one conspiracy that's out there right now are the cars that have the most livery on them? or have the most paint job to them are the ones that are likely going to be the fastest or the top championship winners or, or runners, if you will, the front runners. Now, do you think that the cars that have, if you want to say lack thereof livery, but have more carbon fiber, do you think they're doing that just to see if they can gain more pace in the long run?
1: It's hard to say. You, you do seem to see a lot more of the backmarker teams uh, have
0: full carbon fiber a little less.
1: That's what uh, yeah, I'm a saying, less paint man. on them. and it it's hard to say what they're what they're trying to achieve there, right? So,
2: so I think it's Ferrari and Red Bull have the the least, right, yep.
0: And then Mercedes, well, it's hard to say with Mercedes always having the black livery is it carbon fiber or is it their black livery, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's exactly So it's, right. it's a wash to itself. So but that's exactly it. your front runners. And here's here's my hot take, all right. What's one other car on the track right now that that was released that has a very very limited amount of carbon fiber that's r b r that's r b. r yeah that's the new visa cash app
2: eCarp. i i thought that they um i thought that they got close to to the like the weight limit I thought they were all kind of clear of that last year. Because I remember we I saw so a lot too. of carbon fiber and it looked kind of out of place, carbon fiber almost on some of the cars because they were like, oh shit, we actually need to cut more weight. But <laughs> uh, I thought they all got there. Um, so I was surprised to actually see as much carbon fiber. Maybe the team's just, I don't and know I they want to paint the whole car. Uh,
0: <laughs> maybe they just, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just a, oh, they thought this carbon fiber design with their colors looked a little bit better. Maybe, I don't know.
2: But,
1: yeah. well, Steak, Kick, Saba, whatever the heck you want steak, to call them steak you mean <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> their their green is actually it pops out a lot more than you'd expect when you actually see it on track oh, yeah. so i i think it complements it nicely in the end i so, actually love dude.
0: that just gonna throw this out there yeah. i quite enjoy the carbon fiber to the yellow look I, or green i my colorblind ass has no idea if it is yellow or green but I like the color combo. Oh, right. I quite thoroughly enjoy it. It it's looks bright good. green. It's bright green. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's so okay, good. green. It could be yeah. yellow. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like it almost looks neon yellow to me. So it's okay, oh, good to know. I'm looking at a black and green car all year, not black and yellow. So I'll but determine we're you not, know not listening to Wisdom you know every single race. So thank you for that. Did they
1: do that on purpose? Did <laughs> <Because laughs> they want to screw with the colorblind guys?
0: Are you kidding me right yeah. now?
1: Did, did they do that That's on purpose? Just in the rude, bro. What the fuck? Why? Why would you do that
0: to the colorblind guys? Like, let's just yeah, exploit our more. disabilities even more, you know what I mean? Like come on, hurts my soul now, one thing I did want to cover, we may have just slightly went off topic of it, but i was I was gonna say the one controversy I have or not controversy, but to lead into the conspiracy of the whole liveries with the least amount of carbon fiber are going to be the front runners. I have a weird feeling that vcarb is going to be very competitive this year, or is that just me? Am I the only one that's sitting over here looking at Danny, Rick, and Yuki and being like, you guys are going to be getting top 10s? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you know? Or am I, am I just crazy? Because I could see that, too.
1: Kevin, what what are your thoughts? Uh,
2: yeah, I do hope so, honestly. I think they're both really strong drivers, obviously. I mean, Yuki's kind of cemented, obviously, now in RB, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I'm just more excited to see where, where Danny is because, obviously, he's kind of in talks for 26 here. Um, I know Albon is as well. So
0: That's the other I, thing, too. That's scary to think. that.
2: Yeah, like, Albon he'd have to be putting in top 10s, right? Like, regardless yeah. of the car, like, Williams was, what, nowhere. And you see to be Albon found just you, getting eighth, pushed ninth. out. Yeah, like, he was just scraping away points every single race. Like, he obviously is back at it, but... Uh, yeah, hopefully Danny Rick can put in some strong performances, and they kind of duke it out, and then we see what happens for twenty six. I don't know if Perez would like step down to, uh, to like Williams or something, and just uh, do kind of what uh, Bottas did, and just be a reserve driver for a little bit and not have this pressure. But no idea. I,
0: my hot take: I don't think Perez has a seat coming into next year.
1: It it's hard to say with Kimi Antonelli's performance and coming yeah. whether or not he gets a seat at a mercedes or b williams in there a sense because i i do think they're gonna try to bring him in you never know
2: On on topic of paris i think a team would want him just yes. to have experience with his top running team like yeah he's not the fastest but then you know you throw in like an f2 up and coming driver and you throw him in that car and like mercedes could if, if albon gets moved over then you punt punt sergeant and you put in that f2 driver kid i forget his name looks he like he's 12 million. years old yeah yeah
0: so funny story about that. A little off topic with this. Um, there is, and and this is obviously so out there, but there's a story kind of circulating in the Formula One world Like Kimi Antonelli could be a spawn of Ayrton Senna. Not like a literal spawn, but like they have a feeling he is. Like the way he drives is very Senna-like. Like the way he goes into corners, his his speed, like his aggression, even the way he looks. Man, he looks like a young Ayrton Senna. And it's just, oh, it's eerie because I think we're actually witnessing a, a kid that is going to be very Senna-like.
2: Do you think they'd put him straight into a Merc?
0: I do. I actually genuinely do. Like, did you hear about the, the wet testing that they had in the F3 cars? All the F2 no. drivers got thrown into the F3s and he ends up just absolutely slaughtering them by seconds on wets.
2: Oh, okay. Like, interesting.
0: If, and he's 17. Is he 17.
2: Yeah, 17.
0: Yeah. 17, man.
2: It's interesting because we kind of go back to this topic that I we originally on where like Mercedes is almost consolidated to just be like a safe team that's starting to kind of bring the upcharge I'm sure this year and next year. But it's like would they take a risk again? just to kind of go for it, right? Because, like, they don't want to just put someone I in th- there I that's going to be mediocre. Need, they, ha- they actually have to. And I, I no, think so, right? To, like, like, right? Like, you're losing seen, Lewis. Right?
0: You're losing the face of your team. There's no way that you yeah. can sit there and be like, you know what? And I'm Look, absolutely no disrespect to Mick. I freaking love Mick. I love him to death. And I want him to have a seat in F1. But you're looking at Kimi Antonelli, who's 17 years old, and he is quickly... Making his ranks up in F three into F two and likely into F one quicker than you think.
2: When has Mercedes ever put a rookie driver into their car? I don't think they have.
0: Any. Uh no. I don't know if they ever have. This could very well be the first, because usually they develop them into Williams, but I mean, yeah. you can't do that. You don't you cannot sewer Antonelli like that, man. Like I
2: think you do like two races like what they did with Verstappen, and then you just throw him in Merck yeah, and suit That's what happens, exactly right?
0: it. It's it's kind of like how DeVries got in, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like in a sense, it's almost in the DeVries category, but I think that was just a jump of the gun by Marco and helmet. Marco just should not have pulled that trigger, but it is Mm -hmm. what it is. Like obviously hindsight 2020, how are you supposed to know? But I think that's what we're going to witness with Antonelli. I I think something's going to happen through the season where maybe Sargent isn't performing or Albon or or Albon or Sargent gets sick in a race
2: well, we know Sargent is going to re- perform already. 100%. But,
0: uh... Yeah. And, like, as much as Williams has come out and said that they're going to give him time to develop, you, there's only so much time you can give
2: a guy. Well, they're giving you know? him time to have the cash work through the, the, the cash <laughs> table, right? That's, ex-
1: that's exactly <laughs> it. No, that's serious. Just uh, circling back as well, you look at Liam Lawson and you you know he's probably gonna get that seat on v carb next year that's the other thing and he deserves it right
2: like he's he was such a strong driver and you look at his performance eric and i are talking about it at super formula like crazy good driver
0: he deserves it no offense like yuki is a fantastic driver in his own regard but i genuinely believe that liam deserves it more than yuki does if that makes sense are they gonna put
2: yuki in a red bull no no,
0: happen. but you you heard the story as to why Yuki is with Red Bull, right? Or why he's still on the AlphaTauri team. Like, to keep Honda happy, I heard Red Bull has to keep Yuki on the team and keep him as a number one driver. So, to, oh, again, sense, leading yeah. back to your partnership stuff, like, you have to keep your partners happy, right? And as Is Honda even... Because they're trying to move into Ford, right? Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, they're trying to make their way into having a new engine partnership with Ford. And that will eventually make the decision to cut Yuki out a little bit easier because you don't have to keep Honda happy anymore. So no offense to Yuki, but Yuki's probably going to get cut out if they can, can kind of stamp in this, this Ford partnership.
2: Well, Honda's moving to, uh, to Aston Martin for 26, right? They're developing That's engines That's exactly
0: it. So yeah. you're going to see Yuki probably have to jump over there because there's no way that Red Bull's going to keep him with the, the driver lineup that they have the potential with. You know what I mean? Like, being the best team in the world year in, year out for two years, probably going to be three years in a row. You can't – Or well, it was three years, sorry. Three years in a row, potentially four years. You can't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, let's keep Yuki around. You know, he's sometimes getting in the points, sometimes not. When Liam came in, he was doing better, you know, but we'll keep Yuki around. No, they're, they're going to cut Yuki aside when their partnership's up because they – well, they don't necessarily need to keep him around, but now that leads back to the whole Christian Horner mess with Ford not being happy with them. And now it's like, are they going to be able to staple Ford come into 2026 and all of this come to fruition? So it's like, oh man, that's the ripple effect of the Christian Horner being horny situation right there, fellas. Oh my God. Crazy to think.
1: Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Another take too you could look at is, okay, so... Honda goes to Aston in 26 with Alonzo jumping to Merck, possibly, Ooh. if things look good, like as a theory, that could open up that spot, but Stroll Stroll wants to take a, a team that's winning, and of course his son isn't ever going to leave that spot unless he's moved that way.
0: No offense to Lance, fellow Canadian, salute to you, good sir, but uh, uh, you gotta get some more more uh, desire in that seat. Uh the tennis career can come in 20 years, not right now. And that's my side note to Lance. Anyway, go on. Sorry, I had to get that two cents in.
1: Now I think that's all. <laughs> all relative. So,
0: I think I think and Martin is going to be sneaky as they always are or as they have been. Um I'm just I'm curious like do you think AM's development They're they're kind of um, their fall off, if you will, because they really did fall off coming into the latter half of the season last year. Do you think they're going to come into this season and be able to maintain the development and the R and D, or sorry, the the R and D moving forward through the season, or are they going to are they going to plateau and fall off again?
2: I I don't know if it was almost them taking a step back. I I had to look at the 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 net performance, but it was more so like teams just other teams just bringing up their game. Like Aston almost got complacent because they got what like four podiums or whatever three podiums in the first five races yeah i got content and you're yeah you're very and then great. then you had mclaren leapfrog and then all of a sudden you have like williams up in the mix and and then mercedes comes back a little bit stronger second half of the year because they get some upgrades it's like
0: and before you know it aston martin's fighting for four spot yeah you know what exactly. i mean you're like what? Like you're huh? from second
2: to fourth and <laughs> four races just like that yeah
0: oh yeah. uh, man crazy crazy to think that it can happen that fast but i mean Oh, we'll see how this plays out. I this mean, every, year, right? everyone so. wants to
2: see Fernando win. I think even most F1 drivers want to see Nando win. Like, everyone just yeah, wants that one. comeback story, right? Like, man. E-
0: Even just a victory, you know what I mean? Just a victory, yeah. not even a world championship, just to see him get a podium finish would be outstanding. Because, like, I don't. I, when was the last time he actually stood on the podium? Like, or not on the podium, but on the top step? Because obviously he stood on way too many podiums last season we're well, not to you know like, I
2: mean. um ferrari days i'm sure that's what i mean right like 2011 i yeah. can well he almost won him. a championship when what was it 2012 2011 that I think it was horrible ferrari
0: that was with kimmy wasn't it
2: or was that with seb um like him against Seb. yeah well he was in the ferrari yeah. and, and uh subs in the the verbal but yeah i don't know just like some of his performances man is i mean everyone knows he's an amazing driver but it would just yeah it'd be nice to see him Back up there, even just fighting for the championship, and just you know, like the guy's
0: aging backwards. Let's be honest. I'd yeah, it was so funny
2: seeing those four years. photos, and it was like all of a sudden <laughs> getting a few podiums really put the smile on his face, took the wrinkles out, <laughs> it... and he
0: was re- he was revitalized. It was it was so nice to see a happy Fernando because you were so used to hearing the depression, the sad radios, GP2, like yeah, yeah, man, uh oh, jeez. And then the smiles. And now it's, he's in this weird stage where he's just playing mind games almost, you know? And it's fun to yeah. watch. Yeah. He's a little menace. Ugh. I actually
2: like, um, I like Lauren Stroll as a, as like a, a chairman or whatever his title is now. I actually, uh, I like his style of, of developing that team. It's very cutthroat. He's not someone that like fucks around. It's just, he's almost like Toto in a way, but even like, on a Just a little more of, harsh of yeah exactly but uh, <laughs> you know i, I really I mean? like that like it's like here's what we're gonna do and here's how we're doing it there's like there's no drama there's nothing he doesn't get involved with that um i don't know i do see big things for them and i know they have this huge facility being developed for for uh, the new engine regulation so it'll be interesting to see where they come to
0: i'm, ex- I'm excited to to see it. oh yeah oh yeah which is why that is eric's favorite team that's true <laughs> Oh man, no, that's it. I'm I'm curious to see if more teams move towards the building of the air tunnel development, or if they want to build their factories bigger, or if they do build their factories bigger. Like, well, we know Haas won't, but that's besides the fact. Um, yeah, they 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 could they could care less. Uh, as as you guys probably saw, the uh, the reasoning why Günther ended up leaving. You have a $20 million sponsor on the table, and you're like, "Nah, I don't want it. Goodness gracious.
2: Yeah, it seemed like, um, I don't know, watching The Drive to Survive, I don't know if you got to that episode yet, but it was interesting to see the whole mentality. He just, like, he was done. Like, obviously, they framed that off a little bit because they kind of knew he was probably going to step down, so they're going to manipulate it in a certain way, but I, d- I didn't see that before in him, where he was like, you know what, I'm kind of just, like, I'm done with, I'm done with this. this. I don't want to deal yeah. with this bullshit anymore. Like I'm doing my fucking best, and I just keep getting shit on. That's
0: and... that's exactly it, though. Think about it from that perspective. Like putting yourself in that in that same boat every single day. And I, we saw we've seen the calls he's had with with Gene. For yeah. How many seasons on DTS? And like <laughs> he's just gets nowhere. Gets nowhere. He's shut down every single question he asks. Every every time he asks for something, it doesn't happen. So it's like.
2: Yeah, it's almost like he's a doll in that position. He's he's such a genuine guy too, and it's just like he just gets played around. It sucks.
0: It makes you feel bad for the guy.
2: I wonder what his next steps are. It'll be interesting to see. Did you hear? He's uh,
0: he's a German broadcaster. Okay. Yep. Before F one, so every he'll be at every single race, walking the paddock every single race. Oh my god! But he will he will not be he'll not be running a team. He'll be talking about each team with. some other analy- or analysts, which is pretty cool. Like I, I wish I knew German so I could listen. Yeah, that know? goes
2: back to like having that internal insight. Now we have a team principal that's going to be like, here's why they're doing this. And I love oh, that. Yeah, we're going to have to get a man. German converter and we'll hop on that's Google so and have tr- it convert in real time or whatever. <laughs> Ten seconds behind
0: because it's too busy translating, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. I did not know that. but Yeah, I just read about that probably about two, three hours ago. So even though he did end up losing his job, he's still in the F1 world. He's going to be broadcasting for a German radio station or a German broadcast, uh, F1 broadcast station. So he's still in the works. He's still going to be around. Um, I'm sure in, what is it, was season seven of Drive to Survive, we'll probably see him still a couple times, let's be honest. You can't just yeah. forget about your, your staple, right? So Definitely,
2: yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: Now, I will say... We are hitting right around that max time.
1: Yeah, I was going to say is this a good time to wrap up? We kind of hit a lot of good points and
0: it's up yeah, it's up to you guys. I think we're good. I think we covered just about everything we needed to. The only thing we may not have covered was that Bathurst coverage, but I mean, we will cover Bathurst at some point. Uh we'll talk about it. I know we'll probably have our our separate podcast about it at one point as well in the in the mix of all of our GT3 stuff. So,
1: yeah, I think I think talking about a lot of the endurance races all in one will make more um, sense.
0: That'd be good. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Let's not let's not stick away from the main topics of what we're talking about, and that is the Formula One world, baby. Awesome. Alright, well, do you want to close it out? Do you want to, Kalen, Eric? Who's feeling the closeout?
1: Sure. Just want to say thanks for stopping by. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We're always open to more feedback. This is our first go at it. And, uh, yeah, you can find us at our discord there we'll have that linked into the show notes you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts obviously if you're listening to this you found us so here we are thank you thank you yeah thanks for stopping by guys to the grid geeks official first podcast
2: thanks for watching guys